Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with uh, Vaughn and Malik. I'm Vaughn. I'm Malik. How y'all doing? Hope all is well with everyone. Hope everyone is good. Thank you all, like I said, for tuning into another week of what we hope is one of your favorite podcasts. Um, we do hope that, don't right. we? <laughs> Malik, how have you been since we last recorded, friend? I've been really well. Um, I've been well. Um, you know, working. I, I feel like I always. I feel like I always say the same thing, but literally. Not necessarily. Because last week you definitely flew um, out of nowhere. <laughs> I I did. I did. I did. But um, I've I've been. I'm fine. You know, a few personal small things are happening, but honestly, I'm joyous. I really am. Yeah. Um, I'm joyous and I'm I'm content for now. Um, That's a great feeling, you know. Yeah, there are some things. <laughs> there's there's some things happening, you know, with my family, like you know, in regards to you know the death that we recently experienced last week, and then some things are happening with my brother as far as his health and my mom just. Let me know that she's having some thyroid issues and her oh, thyroid wow. is fucking up. And so, um, I I went to therapy today and, and I cried a lot um, because you know I'm trying to really reconnect to my family and get just get back closer to them. Not that we're not close because I'm very close to my family, but just reestablish that connection um, because it's really important to me and I want my sisters and my brothers to know that they do have a male figure in their life that they can look to for, you know, not necessarily guidance, but just as a listening ear, you know, my father passed away five years ago. So it's just me and my mom. And so it's important for me. Yeah. 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 My brother and, you know, and I have two sisters, so it's important for me to, um, you know, really reconnect them, reconnect to them in a, in a meaningful way so that, um, you know, they know that I'm here for them and that we can just be a strong unit again, right. you know. Um, each other. So me and my Yes, yes. So me and my sister, you know, we, we're doing um this private dance class together every Sunday where we're taking um a ballet class, Aww. a two hour ballet class. Yeah, so it's really fun and so we're back together this Sunday taking our dance class. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and <laughs> it's really funny because, you know, I'm thinking I was going to come in here and air it out. You know what I'm saying? Girl, <laughs> you know, I, you know, but I know you how know, to dance. Bitch. Bitch. Get these legs. You know, <laughs> bitch, I'm about to go in here and tear this folks up. Bitch, let me tell you something that, that man, um, I'm working with a, a dance teacher by the name of Lee, uh, Lee, he wore y'all that out. man right there wore me into pieces, bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, he had me tired as fuck. I mean, I have never pointed my foot forced point, forced arch, just so all this bullshit um, that we're doing so fun. But you know, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited to be reconnecting with my family again in, in a really meaningful way and. This weekend, um, my cousin is graduating from high school. Uh-huh. The babies. And so a lot of my... Up. Yeah, the babies are growing up. You know, it's crazy. Tw- the class of 2019, I graduated from high school nine years ago. Ooh, the ghetto. 
the ghetto. You know, it's like nine years ago. I was in, I graduated. I graduated from high school, so it's really interesting that he's now graduating, um, and and doing his thing. So all my family's in town this weekend, so it's gonna be a lot of fellowshipping going on. So I'm excited about you know what's been going on and, and what I'm doing, and just really making space and making room for newness and for and and for oldness too you know i'm 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 just making space for i think myself mm. so i'm excited how's your week been going um <clears throat> my week has been good first i just wanted to say i low-key have always wanted to do ballet and i already have like high arches in my feet so mm-hmm. i think like i would be a natural just wanted to throw that out there um <laughs> but <laughs> no my <laughs> did you say that now until you get that right you like <laughs> He'd be like, nah, I'm good. Never mind. I'm taking my ass home. Uh, <laughs> but right. no, my week has been um, has been good. It's been all over the place. And uh, I, I was fumbling and tumbling, much like Fergie, clumsy, but I didn't fall mm. in love. I just fell in mess. Um, just stumbling. <laughs> right. But no, um, I had a really good weekend, actually. I allowed, I'm trying to allow myself to like go out more and have more fun because... God knows I could literally be in the house 365 days of the year and not have any bit of an issue with it. Um, but I do want to like start, like I said, start going out more. So I actually went out with my uh, friends this weekend to, we went to a comedy, uh, we went to a comedy show first. Um, my friend Al, his homegirl Tata, she's a comedian. She's fucking hilarious. Um, I was going to ask, was the bitch funny? No, she's super hilarious. And it's, it was okay, one of good. those, like, it felt like a very New York night. Like, it was, we went to, like, this dive bar-ish kind of location where it was, like, a back door, and you walked into the comedy club, and there was, like, um, they were taking shots and doing comedy, um, and she actually came in second place, which is really, really dope, um, and the judges really loved her because we got to speak with them afterwards, so shout out to Tata. Um, after that, uh, we ended up going to Pianos, um, which is in, like, the Lower East Side, and it was my first time going there. I've heard of a lot of people um, on my timeline going there, and I always thought it was like a chill little lounge kind of spot, but it did some far more than that. Uh, there was like a video club where they play music videos instead of like songs, and then there's a bar bar, and then above the bar is like an urban club. And so we kind of got to experience a little bit of all of it. But it was so funny because we were, I thought the club was a gay club because basically everyone that I follow that goes there is gay or a woman. So Mm -hmm. I just naturally assumed it was um, like a gay bar. And when we got to the line, I was like, why all these, why all these? At first I was really excited because I was like, oh, it's a lot of, it was a lot of niggas. And then I was like, why, why, <laughs> right. why everybody got a woman with them? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, wait, bitch, these are hetero people. Like, what is going on? And I was like, I am confused. I, I didn't sign up for this. Um, what is this? What's but happening? It was so, it, it was still dope. We still went inside. And uh, we had a lot of fun. And it was really interesting because I don't go out much. And I damn sure don't go to clubs. Um, so I've never had to, like dance around hetero niggas like for real for real dance and like <laughs> I, did, 
we was we were we were waist? winding the waist. We were throwing the ass. Yes. We were because it's funny. I dance like anyone that that ever sees me out. I I'm either dancing like a nigga or I'm like throwing ass. It's like there's no <laughs> there's no middle. You know what I mean? It's like it's like either I'm like I look like a hood nigga or I look like a stripper. Like it's some <laughs> there's no middle <laughs> ground. It's one extreme or the other, <laughs> and it was really interesting because like. There was, like, a, a subset of niggas that, like, were partially confused because, like, me and my homeboys went from, like, niggas to, like, twerking to act up. <laughs> and then there was, like, the, the the hetero niggas that was, like, minding their business, could not care any, you know, didn't care at all, couldn't care any less about what we were doing. And then there was, like, the group that was just, like, oh, shit, y'all lit. And it was just, like, this is really weird. Because they were like, there was especially these two. The one of them was really fine too. He was wearing gray, mm. and like he was hyping me specifically up. He was like recording us as we were dancing. Like it was so weird. And at first, I was like, is he trying to like push up on us? But then he had his girl with him, and his girl was all over him. And I mean, like sexuality. You know, people are fluid these days or whatever. But I was like, nah, he's definitely trying to Very push up. Fluid. He was just like. He didn't care. He was like, we all turning up. Like, let's have fun. Um, So we had a lot. Like, I was out until 5 a.m. Like, I literally got home, and the sun was coming up, and that was when I went to sleep to go to work. Because I had to be at work at 9. (laughs) So I literally got, like, three hours of sleep, two and a half hours of sleep, got up, uh, took a shower, got dressed, and I made it to work on time. Now, work kicked my ass that day. And it kicked my ass the next day because I had, like, so many things to do. But I had so much fun. So my week has been really good. It's been, like I said, I'm still catching up on sleep, but it, it was worth it. It was definitely, definitely worth it. Mm. Yes. yes. Well, I'm happy uh, it was worth it because you and I both know you being out to 5 o'clock in the morning is Never been stretch. done. Right. Listen, I, listen. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows I'm one of those. Ooh, it's 11.30. Look at that. <laughs> well, <Right. sighs> I'm going to catch y'all later. Well, I got to go to the house because I work in the morning. <laughs> like, I'm definitely that person. Like, oh, it is 12? Oh, look at that. But no, nah, we, we had, it was worth it. Like, we had so much fun. After uh, the club, we, like, walked around and we had, like, it was a very New York night. We had pizza and, like, chilled on the sidewalk and talked mad shit and joked with strangers. And then, like, we blasted. We were blasting like old ass like Keisha Cole and Ashanti as we drove yes, home. Foolish. Yeah, yes, foolish. Yes, yes. It was. It was foolish. <laughs> it was rain on me. It was rock with you. Like we had so much fun. So much. I don't know how now. I don't know how y'all do this shit every weekend or every week. Period. Some folks do that every right because some of y'all do that shit two and three times a week, and I'm just like, I can't. How? Bitch, How? please, your body is dead. Right, like when I tell you I got home Because that was Saturday night I got home from work Sunday at like 7.30, almost 8 o'clock Because like I said, work kicked my ass that day And I had all these plans for when I get home I was going to do this and do that I barely finished meal prepping And I literally, when I tell you I fell asleep Sitting up <laughs> Like I woke up at 3am like Whoa, I'm not even laying down I'm like sitting up with my laptop on my lap I was knocked like but it was worth it it was definitely worth it and i look Good. forward to more of those nights maybe until 3 a.m and not five 
But you know, mm-hmm. I look forward to more of those nights <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I think I think three is a good thing to shoot for. Yeah, right. Yeah, be home by three. I think that's the that's the new rule. No Dua Lipa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us into our get it together. Yes. Uh, you guys, this week. Well, not this week. Specifically today, I. <clears throat> Got dressed, left for work, and I was like, fuck, I'm on the train and realized that I don't have my lunch. Ugh, that's the worst. Bummer. How many times have you done that? Left your lunch on the counter, left your lunch in the refrigerator. You've already, you know, you've meal prepped, you've put it in the Tupperware, you're ready to take it to that work, and the then worst. you leave Especially it. when you're, like, really excited I mean, about it. Yes. Mm. And I'm always excited about eating eating the lunch that I bring, because I know it's going to be good. Right? Um, so I left my lunch and I was like, well, you know, I've been doing really good with, you know, being back, um, you know, actively like, uh, I'm not gonna say dieting, but eating cleaner, um, and just, and just cooking my food so that I can control, you know, how, how it's seasoned, what I'm eating, X, Y, Z, just making healthier decisions overall consistently. Um, and I was like, well, what am I going to do? So we have a Publix across the street from my office and <gasps> I miss Publix so much. Oh, I no. know you always say I that. I really, I love, yeah. Publix. I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. It's the shit. So Publix has a deli, just like I'm sure any local grocery store or bodega. Come on, has bodega. A, <laughs> mm-hmm, has a deli. So I went over to the deli and I got five roasted wings, a side of green beans, right? And some fruit. And yes. that was less than five dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. It was five forty eight, right? But in the past, I would have gone to like you know some bullshit like Chipotle or Chick Fil A um, or hell maybe even McDonald's, you know. And I'm thinking like I there were so many of my colleagues um, that were you know coming back with fast food bags or like Chinese food or just something that's really not the best and I was thinking like hmm how easy is it just to walk across the street and get you know three roasted chicken wings and you know a fruit slice you know and maybe a banana or maybe an apple or maybe um, a mango like When I was getting my lunch, I also saw that they had a lot of fruit on sale. And you know, it's summertime, so mangoes and strawberries and blueberries, well, mango, strawberries, and and, and peaches, and they're in their peak season, so they're on sale. And so I was like, wow, okay, so I'm going to get this chicken, and I'm going to have a little fruit. And it was perfect, right? And I still was able to pretty much eat clean. Like, I was going to eat chicken and squash zucchini mix for lunch anyway, but I still had chicken, green beans, and a mango. Protein, veggie, so, and a healthy carb. That's what I'm talking about. And, yeah, protein, veggie, and a healthy carb. So, all in all, the get it together is there aren't any excuses when you're trying to better yourself. There aren't any excuses when you're trying to accomplish a goal or do something. That's real. Um, you know, obviously, shit happens. But I remember, Vaughn, you were talking about a few weeks ago, you know, just because you make one bad or not so great decision, right. like leaving your lunch on accident, right. doesn't mean that you have to make another bad decision with eating fucked up for That's lunch, real. right? <laughs> So, you know, if this happens to you, if you find yourself caught up 
in some bullshit. You know, you're out, you're hungry, you don't know what to eat. Find a grocery store and go in there and grab yourself some fresh fruit. Yeah. You know, find a grocery store that has a deli and go in there and grab yourself a piece of roasted chicken, you know, um, white meat preferably. Um, so, yeah, just make some good decisions. Absolutely. And, and you can easily turn um, a not so great moment into a better moment. Right. I did it today and I know you could do it too. So that's my get it together. No excuses. I love that. If you want to make this happen for yourself, you can make do that it. shit happen. I love that. Make it happen. I love that. Yeah. Um, my get it together for this week is remember to take inventory of yourself and your surroundings. Um, I think with, especially for someone like that has a lot going on, like either professionally or personally or both, um, it can be very easy to get lost in the sauce. It can be very easy to like fall into like the mundanity of life and it can be very easy to like not pay attention to what you're doing and what's going on. And <clears throat> I think it's very important to just every now and again, just say to yourself, whoa, let me take a few steps back and see like what's really going on. Let me look at my accounts. Let me look at, you know, my finances. Uh, let me look at my body. Like what have I been doing the things that I need to be doing? Like how have I been slipping? How have I, you know, you know, or have I been doing good? And oh my God, I am doing good. Is there a little cushion for you to treat yourself? Um, all mm-hmm. these things I think are important uh, for 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 everyone to do, just to take inventory of yourself and your surroundings. And in regard and in regard to your surroundings, are you in? Are you putting yourself in in healthy spaces? Are you keeping yourself out of negative spaces? Are you keeping yourself out of drama and arguments? Are you standing up for yourself? Are you allowing yourself to be mistreated? I think it's real. Like I said, I think it's really important to step outside of all that is going on. And just have a real ass, real ass bitch give a fuck about it. You know, the same energy you have there, have that with your damn self um, at least, you know, once every two weeks or so or once a month. um, Just to make sure that not only you are where you want to be, I think what's more important is that you're headed into, you know, in the direction of where you want to be. It can be very hard to get to where you want to be in any regard, whether that's professionally, personally, physically, mentally. But as long as you're doing the work and as long as you are on the right path, I think that's more important than focusing on, you know, especially if you're one of those people where you say to yourself, I'm not where I need to be. And you find yourself like having a bit of a breakdown because you're not where you thought you would be or where you want to be or where you feel like you're supposed to be. Um, I think in those times, it's really important to say, OK, hold on, self, you know, no, you haven't lost you know, that 25 pounds before summer, but you've been going to the gym consistently. Maybe you've not been eating the best, or maybe you haven't been in the gym as much as you want to, but like find Mm -hmm. the wins in, in the situations and and focus on that. And then say to yourself, okay, I was able to do those wins. I was able to do those things. What do I need now to take myself to that next step? What is, what is Mm. next for me and how do I get there? So I think it's really, really um, important to just take inventory, literally, maybe even figuratively, because a lot of y'all got shit that you need to get rid of. Those include people. Absolutely. That's my get it together for this week. I I love that. I love that. Taking inventory, because I feel like a lot of people are afraid to be critical of themselves, right? But 
But then I'm not being critical of another Ooh, bitch. Say, look, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Bring that one back. Y'all don't mind being critical of another bitch. Mm. But when it comes to yourself, your goals, your aspirations, mm. your wants and desires, you get very well, fucking forgetful. Well, well. Yeah, you have to be critical of yourself. Like, when, if, if you're a dancer, if you're an athlete, if you're a teacher, if you are any type of profession, if you want to be great, not good, and, and get to the next level, mm-hmm. you have to take inventory of what the fuck you are doing. Absolutely. What are my shortcomings? How can I improve? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and also, obviously, saying, okay, just like you said, Vaughn, I've done this. Give myself some grace. Pat on the back. Right. Good job. What else can I do? Right. How can I take this further? Right. And this is some real shit because I literally did this with myself today. I checked my um, my my accounts and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You you think you think shit is sweet around here, young man? No, 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 no. You need to call you quiet that down. You need to get Ooh. get it together, okay? You're you're okay, getting a little yes. you're a little slippery like Migos in them, okay? Get that shit together, sir. You know, Damn. you know, tuck in. You know, like they say, tuck niggas in for summer. No, tuck yourself in, okay? So this is coming from a place of love and from a place of a real ass nigga dealing with it. So take inventory, friends. Take inventory. And on that note. We're going to take a a short little break And we'll be right back with you Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media The Instagram is GrownUpGay G-R-O-W-N UpGay Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore And our website of course is GrownUpGay.com Now let's get back into this week's episode all right, so we are back with this week's Growing Up Gay segment. Um, if you are a first-time listener, the Growing Up Gay segment is the meat and potatoes, as I always say, of the show. It is the it is the main the main event, um, and it's where we focus on issues that we, as gay black men, are dealing with. Um, yeah. And the thing that we both wanted to discuss this week is the the like you said, or like we said earlier. You know, the babies are growing up. And when the babies are growing up, yes. that means the niggas that was babies ain't babies no more. <laughs> so. Right. Oh, no. We're almost 30. So as Ooh. 90s babies, you know, the earlier side yes, of we 90s. Are. Early 90s babies. You know, the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Okay. 30 is. Now, not that 30 is like the end of the world or anything, because. To be quite frank, literally everyone on Instagram that I'm, well, not literally everyone, but a good 80% of the people on Instagram where I'm like, wow, I want your life. They're all in their early 30s or mid 30s. Some of them are even in their late 30s. Or 40s. Or 40s. But for me, I will say, for me, it's Don't get it twisted. A lot of these motherfuckers have been doing this shit for a long time. They're old. They're grown. And 40s not old, by the way. I'm just saying they're older. Absolutely. And um, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to, to discuss that. Uh, and the first question that I <laughs> wanted to ask is something that I asked myself not too long ago is, like, are we old school now? Because I was <laughs> my friend Nico. Nico is in his earlier 20s. Um, shout out to Nico Cartel, uh, photographer and, you know, that girl. Um, 
he he invited me to an event for a magazine um, that he had shot with. And I'm like, okay, cool. We all right. I'm trying down. I'm trying to be out and be seen or whatever the case may be. Um, and I walked into the event and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, it's Uden people, y'all so dog. What is um like? There was all types of styles and and I'm all for expressing of the self. I I honestly thought it was dope to see young people, especially young queer people living all of their truth and getting their life but these people were like 18 to 21 and they were listening to things that i didn't listening that i didn't listen to and they were you know um doing the new dances and they were they were they were they were were having the time of their life and i was sitting here like i feel i feel mature (laughs) granted i'm like hmm maybe five years older than some of these people but i was like i feel like where is the the um the late night R and B you know here and now right. ass nigga in, in this event you know the, the 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 nighttime here and now you know I promise <laughs> you know whenever you hear that commercial you're like ooh it is time to go to bed because Luther is singing it is I feel Listen, like is, the, this, uh, is that me yes like have you been in that space yet uh, Malik where you've been at an event or you've been out and you're just like so they're young y'all y'all are Listen. Yes, there was a club here in Atlanta that is now, uh, it's still there, but they don't do gay night anymore. It was called uh, Club Chaparral, uh, also known as the Rush Lounge. And the club has always been catered to 18-year-olds. Um, but when when I went in there before they uh, shut it down, I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 what is going on in here? Right. <laughs> Everyone in here is 17. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and again, I'm not that much older. I'm only 27, but, um, you know, there is <clears throat> a huge cultural difference, cultural difference, because we're talking about people that were born in 2000. Oh, listen. You know, people that were born in 2002 right. that uh, now can potentially be in the same club as me. So it's it's a different. That's just trippy. It's trippy. It's a whole different feel. And, you know, it's crazy what 10 years make in in a lifetime and an experience. And then it's it's insane. Like, just from the clothes they wear, the way they dance, the way they move. But one thing I will say is, you know, I grow, I grow, I get a lot of inspiration from the the younger generation um, because... They are so fucking fearless. Absolutely, they, they are. are so, and they're bossy they as so, fuck. Like, there's a lot of 21, yes. 22 year olds out here that's like, I got a business. Uh, they are bossy. <laughs> I as make fuck. I, X like, amount I of money it. from social media. I do this, this, and yes. that, and I, I, I yes. also just graduate. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay bitch. bitch. Okay, you know, teach all me. All right, let me come on, sit my ass down because okay, you all right, do that, do that, you know, do that. Yeah, so I definitely do think that, um, you know, it it it's interesting just being around, you know, I guess the generation after us. Generation I'm not X. sure what they're called. Is it, is it Generation yeah, X? It's so funny. Someone referred to me as that the other day, and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ain't no X. No, no. I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial. I'm a, okay. I'm a millennial, baby. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm. No. No, no, no X. Right. Here. X doesn't mark this spot. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
how I want to say like since we we are a little bit older now, you know, we're in our mid to late twenties, and you know. Mm-hmm. How does life for you today look versus what you thought it would look like? You know, because we all had, I knew what, I I knew what 25 was going to look like for me. I just knew. I thought I was going to be, you know, own house, you know, you know, I thought I was going to be working for Rihanna. I thought, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I thought... It's still it's still possible. It's still anything. Possible. Anything is possible. Um, I thought I was gonna like have a man. You know, I just knew I was gonna be on vacations. I was like, oh, man, my body's gonna be snapped. I just I knew what twenty five was gonna look like. Didn't look like any of that. So, <laughs> what was your what? Was, how do do does your today look versus what you thought it would look like? You know what, bitch? At twenty, and when I was growing up, I said I'm gonna be a fucking singer. Ooh! I thought I was going to be on the stage. I said I'm gonna be on the stage. I'm gonna well, be. Well, you performer. are a star. I, so you deserve. Well, I mean, I am a star, current day, present day, <laughs> in this body. Right. Um, but I really thought that I was gonna be like, you know, Michael Jackson. I really thought that that was gonna be my my moment, and then I realized that I couldn't sing. You can sing. Um. <laughs> And then, and then, and then I realized that I, 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 I did not have the voice, you know, <laughs> that, that, that IG page, they have the range. R- Listen, I didn't have, the <laughs> <laughs> they had it, but I didn't, they had it, but I did it. So, you know, now, um, looking back, I, I, I just really thought that I was going to be, you know, an, an entertainer, but I will say that I am really, I think I'm not think I am happy with where I am. You know, I cannot lie and say I'm not. I am happy with where I am. I'm definitely content with where I am right now. So although it wasn't what I envisioned when I was, you know, eight, mm-hmm. um, I'm happy. Right. I'm happy. Look, like looking back. I mean, yeah, I'm happy for sure. Are you happy with where you are now? You know, Looking you know, back. it's funny. Um, like I clearly just said, I'm nowhere near where I thought I was going to be. Um, right. But I, I think it's interesting because I wanted to be a singer when I was when I was younger. Um, it's so funny. I have a memory. I wanted to be Britney Spears. I'll never forget in my... In, <laughs> Every listen. time you say that, I, I die. <laughs> listen, I my third grade teacher, I had the same teacher uh, for third, fourth, and fifth grade, well, fourth half of fourth grade, I left uh, public school and went to a private school. Um, but my dad was like, I'm putting you back in regular school because them niggas are private school and teaching you shit. Um, so I'll never forget. And this was like the first time I kind of realized there was something different about Young Vaughn. Um, because I wanted to be Britney Spears. And we, our third grade teacher had us do this project of like who we want to be when we grow up. And we had to like... <laughs> show it to her prior to presenting it so she could like critique it or help us with it you know kind of help us usher us usher us in the correct direct uh, direction which is not a pun although it's gonna make sense in a second um so i'll never forget i had a friend named shelby that was my best friend at the time she's white german uh, german girl um and we both wanted to be britney spears and we were like best friends so of course we like worked on our projects together and we were like presenting them together so I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. Like my school had like these all white stair uh, cases that le- um, led up to my teacher's class. So I remember Shelby going in and presenting hers to her, you know, for her to critique or whatever. 
Um, and coming back out and being like, she likes it. I'm going to wait for you to present yours. I went in there and I'm like, boom, bitch. Brittany. <laughs> like, my young Jamaican ass, fresh off the island, wants to be Britney Spears. And she was like, you do realize. You, she, you, she's like, you can't. You can't. What? What? You can't be Britney Spears. And I was like. How dare she? And I was like. How dare she tell you that? Wait, wait. Why can't I be Britney Spears? And she was like, because you're a boy. And I was like, she's like, so you don't want to be like Usher? And I was like, no. Like, what? <laughs> I don't want to be Usher. I I want to. Oops! I fucking did it again. I want to be Britney (laughs) Spears. And um, so yeah, I always grew up. Thought I would like get into singing. Now I don't even sing around people. It's so ironic. But um, I'm not where I thought I would be. But I am a lot further than where I was. And for that, I am definitely proud of myself. Um, I've always wanted to live in New York and a bitch now lives in New York. Um, I've always wanted to work at, you know, an elite luxury. Pro- well, once I did step into the world of hospitality, because clearly this isn't my passion. Um, I've always wanted to, the music industry and working in the music industry, creative direction, you know, that kind of stuff is my passion, passion. Um, but when I did step into the world of hospitality, I said, wow, I'm good at this. I like this. And I deserve to work at, you know, five star, five diamond, you know, certain type of clientele is where I deserve to be. And that is where I am now. So I will say, you know, God has made, you know, a few things happen. You know, I don't work for Fenty, but that's still my homie. Like, we, that's you know, your that's, girl. That's my girl. So like, we might. And she loves you. You know what I mean? Like we, I will say she does know that I exist. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, more than I ever could have asked for. Cause if you'd have told, you know, 14 year old Vaughn that like was standing, you know, for was that good girl gone bad at that time or was that still a girl like me i think that was still a girl like me you know i would have never thought she would ever even know my name so now that she does you know so i guess i'm kind of like halfway quarter way where i want to be but i'm happy with whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so with that being said um what are some things we wanted to do or places that we want to travel and experiences that we want, uh, want to have before turning 30? Like, what are some things for you? If you would say to yourself, okay, I'm 27. By the time I'm 30, I want to do these things. I want to go to these places and I want to have these experiences. What would some of those things be for you, Malik? Hmm. If I had to, honestly, I'm really reluctant to answer this question wholeheartedly because I kind of feel like I don't want to put pressures on myself to do some to do something by the age of 30, honestly. Um, I was just talking to a friend earlier who just turned 30 on May, May 12th. He was like, you know what, man? I turned 30 and that shit, it didn't mean shit. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and obviously it's just an age, you know? But... Um, you know, the things that I want to do in my life, like I want to travel more internationally, um, especially considering the fact that I fly for free. And I'm going to whisper that because it's a damn shame that I don't travel internationally and I fly for free. Um, so shame on me. Um, I Is there anywhere want... specific that you'd like to go internationally? Because, you know, my so, passport yeah, is stamped. So... <laughs> Listen, you guys, this, this bitch, this bitch Vaughn's passport has all the stats, okay? Um, I definitely want to go to Italy. I want to go to, 
Yeah, I, I Although don't do Milan like, too much in Milan. Milan is kind of boring. Do Venice, do Rome. Oh, I def... I, Venice. Wa- I want to go to Venice desperately. want to go to Rome. Um, want to go to London. Definitely have to go to Tokyo. Ooh. Um, yeah, and, and definitely South Africa. Like, those are the Joburg. top places that are... That are that yeah, Joburg. Mm-hmm. Those are the places that are like pressing for me right now that I want to go. Um, for my birthday this year, I'm gonna go to Napa Valley. Oh, nice! That was with some of my friends, yeah. So be on the lookout for the invitations coming soon. Ooh. I'm planning to get that. Come on, Napa. Come on, Napa. <laughs> um, and you know, I used to tell myself that I wanted to be married by 30, um, but. I'm definitely not putting any like time constraints on that because marriage is so serious and there's so many, you know, people that are getting divorced and because they don't take take the time to get to know the person Absolutely. and decide if it's the person that they want to actually like. I feel like you know before when it came to like dating, I was just dating for like what felt good, but now I'm like looking for isn't the person that who, oh my god okay so can we discuss well okay go ahead we'll discuss that in a second go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah so so now like now that I I, I am getting closer to thirty now I'm like dating with different intentions like now I'm dating with the intention of. Hmm, let's see how you handle yourself. Let's see how you bounce back from, you know, downfalls. Let's see how you're able to inspire yourself. Let's see how you're able to just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Because however someone handles themselves, however someone responds to adversity within their life, that's how they're going to respond to adversity when they're with you. You know, and so I, I don't, you know, there, I, I don't have like a, a time period or, you know, like that's out of the window for me. Like, like whenever I get married, that's when I get married. It doesn't have to be by 30. But one thing I do want to do before I'm 30 is learn a foreign language. That is really important to me because it's just really imperative. And it makes you so much more marketable, um, looking for jobs and, you know, uh, being able to, you know, travel and Spanish is, like English at this point. Honestly, so, like, ugh. Um, I need to learn Espanol ASAP, yeah. and I got my good old duo, Duolingo on my phone that is like constantly reminding me Duolingo, to practice. But no one uses it. <laughs> but no one fucking uses it. It's like fucked up. Like I'll use it for two weeks, and then I'm like, ugh. Can y'all stop reminding <laughs> me to practice? <laughs> What are some things? Well, actually, no. Marriage and dating. We'll we'll what get we'll that? get there. Um, I okay. know for me because I'm anal and type A. Um, there are a lot of things that I have on lists that I want to cross off uh, prior to turning thirty. Um, <clears throat> learning actually Spanish and becoming fluent in it is on that list as well for me because I actually pronounce Spanish very well. And I like, because I, I, I've worked in housekeeping for almost three years at this point, um, I have worked with a lot of Latin ladies. And, like, I feel like at this point, I, like, when they're talking sometimes, I'm like, ooh, I caught that part. Ooh, I caught that part. Ooh, I know what she's saying right now, but I don't, okay, wait, I lost it. Where is it? Oh, okay, I know what she's saying. Like, I'm kind of picking up on bits and pieces of it. Um, so I definitely want to become fluent in Spanish just because like you said, it makes you so much more marketable and like, there's just something really sexy about like breaking out another language, like just watch it, Mm -hmm. especially because I live in Harlem 
y'all know it, like everyone is Dominican. Like literally everyone is Dominican. So like I'll be, and it's funny because you wouldn't even expect certain people to be Dominican and they just, or Latin period. And they just break out the Spanish. And I've actually had a lot of experiences at work with people that like aren't even Latin. And like, I'll never forget. There's this one a lady that I work with named Miss Marlene. Um, she's Caribbean, she's Haitian. So I knew she spoke um, Creole and French. But we were in a meeting one day, and uh, the, the, it was like a Skype uh, meeting, and they needed someone that spoke Spanish. So, like, here is this room with, like, execs and, like, managers, and Miss Marlene is one of, the, uh, PB, uh, one of our PBX ladies, and she actually, <clears throat> she was walking in just to deliver something, and like we were all like looking around, there was like oh un poquito español, like like speak a little bit of Spanish, and she just breaks it out like in full. Fl- and I was just like, okay, then, like you better do that, like just you, okay. I see how you just jumped in and and bossed up on everyone. Like I, I I love it. There's something really dope about being able to speak multiple languages, and it's a challenge, but it's one that I look forward to. Um, so that's one thing I definitely want to learn. Um, before turning 30 experiences that i want to have and this will lead back into what we're going to discuss in a second i definitely want like a relationship relationship like Mm -hmm. a real actual one um not necessarily before turning 30 but like around that age because i would also like to have kids in my mid-30s so i kind of would hope to be doing that with someone that ain't ragged sooner than later right (laughs) um yeah. Um, and I also want to travel a lot more. Like, I really want to, I really want to go back to Paris. Oh, I love Paris. I really want to go back to Paris. Um, I also want to go to Africa, but I, I want to go to like Africa, Africa. Like, I don't want to just do South Africa, no shade. Uh, that's kind of like going to Miami or like <laughs> when you go, like, oh, I'm going to Miami. <laughs> and like, you go to Brickle or like you go to South Beach. Like, I want to go to like, Ghana and and Nigeria and you know Tanzania and just like all of Africa. Africa is such like the most stunning continent and like there's so much to offer. You can you can get everything from rainforest to Sahara. Like you can get a piece of everything in, in Africa. So there's so much to explore there. Um, um, and I would also love to go to more places in the Caribbean. Saint Croix and Saint Lucia are two stunning islands that I've I got to, to have a little taste of that I really want to go back to and enjoy. Um, and I want to do these things with friends. I think that's one of the things that I really, really, really want to secure to like turning 30 is like a good group of queer friends, preferably queer yeah. male friends. Um, but, you know, that that's definitely on my list. But now we can dive into dating because what is, <laughs> as we're getting to you know, the age of, of 30, how has dating for you changed as you've gotten older? And what are you looking forward to with dating? Dating has changed for me. I started dating when I was 18, I think. Yeah. So I've been dating since since I was 18, pretty much. Um, now I'm really, I'm more focused, like, but before I thought the person needed to complete me, mm. you know, before I thought the person needed to, you know, be my everything, you know, you're my better half, but no, now I'm like, you need to be your, your whole, 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 you know, yourself, you need to not have it together, but you need to understand that I can never complete you. 
I don't ever want someone to be waiting for me mm. to, you know, complete right. them. Or I don't ever I don't ever want to be someone's world because here's the thing, it's it it there's nothing more devastating than centering your life around someone and then with a snap of a finger, a blink of an eye, they're gone. Mm. And you have created your whole your whole life, your whole idea around this person, around a human being that has human emotions that change Every moment, our mind is doing something different. And so it's important for me that that now when I'm dating, I'm looking for someone that's grounded. You know, you don't have to necessarily... No, no, no. So someone that's grounded in who they are, they have a strong set of values, and those values are their guide and compass. And they're sticking to those values, and they're not willing to you know, to bend for those. Because I feel like so often we get into relationships, you know, when we're younger and we bend for people um, because we're not grounded. We're not sure of ourselves yet. And so I know before, um, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of that, you know, trying to... um, Appease others? um, Yeah, appease others and almost like, you know, be like a chameleon and just make myself... Whatever I thought the person wanted Ooh, me to be, but now there are it's more so, so many people that do that, and then when their yes. real stuff comes out, and they wonder why the person yeah, and like yes. bolted, and it's like they didn't date you; they were dating a representative. When the real you came they, out, yes. they didn't sign up for that. That they didn't, yeah. And so now it's really important for me to take time to get to know the person that I'm dating, so that. I can see the representative and then I can see the real person. So so then I can make an, an 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 educated decision on hmm this is who this person is. Like you know, Come is on, this the kind of person that I see myself with 5 years from now, 10 years from now? Does this person have a track record, you know, take y'all back to work? <laughs> Do you have a proven track what record is their performance of history? being able <laughs> Yes, baby bitch. Let me see your annual review. <laughs> Seriously. Y'all gonna have to really start asking these niggas. Run me your annual review. Let me see review. your annual review. <laughs> what was what your did your score? manager say about you? <laughs> yes, because that that's like that's a, a, a tell sign of how someone's gonna be in your relationship. If they're not able to perform at work, if they're not able to overcome obstacles and adversity then they're then they're not gonna be able to do shit in a marriage or, or in a relationship with you so i'm definitely now that i'm getting closer to 30 i'm more i'm much more geared towards meeting and dating people who have a strong sense of self and a strong sense of what their values are and and they let that be their guiding compass so i'm gonna kind of and that's different for me i'm gonna play like zodiac therapist really quick just everyone stick with me. I'm ready. So the, I mean, I'm doing this because you made a comment about not wanting to center anyone because, you know, they're like human beings and they're, you know, people aren't perfect. Now, to me, that sounds like you're a little afraid of of investing too much in someone and getting your heart broken. Is that true, friend? Or is that just, you know, were you just speaking? Um... Didn't expect me to get deep, did you? But I did, yeah. <laughs> oh. Ianla Von Zant, if you will, yeah. Ianla, mm-hmm. Ianla, Um. Hmm. Give me that question one more time. You said that you know you didn't want to center anyone or be anyone's world because people are you know people and no one is perfect. 
Um, yeah. So my question is, is that like a defense mechanism because you don't want to get your heart broken by putting too much into someone? Because if so, I completely understand because I'm, I, you know, I always no, say it's don't not. put the ball in someone else's court because they might dribble and then you got to like run around yeah. after they ask, you know, where you can yeah. catch it. So no, it's okay. not, it's not a, a, a defense me- mechanism. Okay. For me, what it is, is it's how I want to live my life moving forward. Um, I've been in a two-year relationship where I made this person my world, right? And I stopped doing the things that I needed to do. For yourself? Because, for myself, Mm. because I was making sure my relationship came first. Mm. Um, I stopped budgeting how I needed to budget because... There were things that that I wanted to do in, in my relationship. You know, I I missed out on opportunities because I wanted to put put my relationship first. But here's the thing: if I would have been grounded and firm with what I wanted to do and what it took for me to get there, I wouldn't have budged for those things. Right. And then my partner would have respected me so much that they wouldn't have even wanted me to do those things. And so for me, it's like, I need someone that is grounded in that way. I don't want to be your world because of the fact that you, there is, I think something to be said about someone that, no, you can't just do what you want to do. No, you, yes, you are going to have to, you know, show up in a certain fashion to be with me, to have my time. And so the older I get, the more I realize that everybody cannot play in a sandbox with me because everyone is not worthy. There you go. Um, everyone is not on my level and that's, and that's fine. If you're not on my level, I'll see you on the other side (laughs) and I feel like, you know, I'm not afraid of being lonely anymore. Alone, um, not lonely. To, yeah, sorry. I'm not afraid of being alone, not lonely. I, I'm not afraid of being alone uh, anymore. In the past, I was. So I don't want someone to be my world. I don't want to make someone my world because I feel like people need to be complete in their own being, in their own life, in their own mind, in their desires. Um in their beliefs, in their family, in their spirituality, like be grounded in something so that when shit gets hard, when shit gets tough, you're able to have some roots that keeps you there. So you're not just willowing and wallowing because that's what I was doing when I was in my last relationship, just willowing and wallowing, trying to keep things together because I was willing to bend and, you know, for someone because I made them my world instead of being, you know, instead of saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm sticking to it. And you either can show up or leave. That's real. That's, that's that. No, I a thousand percent agree. I a thousand percent agree. I think a lot of people, um, especially in our formative years, spend so much time bending for parent mm-hmm. for your parents, for your family, uh, for your friends, even to say you have friends yes. that when they start Especially dating, for your friends. It's, it, it's like second nature for them to just bend and they end up, quote unquote, settling. Um, and then they find themselves in a place where they're not happy and they're not, they would start wondering what, 
how you know how did i get here <laughs> you know <laughs> they they start wondering and it's like well you know you never you never said what you actually wanted you took whatever came to you um mm. which is funny for me because i i'm just starting to date i'm a whole grown ass man spent all my early 20s and my okay. teens not dating for a myriad of reasons but i always say like i'm complicated but in a good way <laughs> like like I, I tend to laugh at myself because i'm like yo god what was god doing when he made me like because like i have insecurities or whatever but then i'm also like a very proud jamaican and like <laughs> also a scorpio and i feel like at this like i don't settle for anything or anyone but at the same time, I don't necessarily, like, know what exactly I'm worthy of. Because, like, when people find me attractive, I'm like, you sure? Like, <laughs> me? Yeah. You really, like, why are you pressed to, like, talk to me? Like, which is something I'm having to, like, d- deal with now. People being like, this guy I was talking to was like, yo, you're so my type. You're OD my type. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to your text because, like... I was like, okay, like, are you sure? Like, there's mad fine niggas out there. Like, why would I be? But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, you think I'm date just anybody? Do you mm-hmm. not know? Have you, have we met? Do you not know me? Like, I'm worthy of everything. Like, I deserve to be, like, given the best. Um, so as I've gotten older in dating, it's funny because I look for things differently now. Like, whenever I'm on Tinder, I'm like, mm. I don't like where he works. Uh, I don't like where he works. Mm, you too old to be doing that. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't even like, I'm like, yeah, you're cute, but I know you're 34 and you do this. I can't deal. But like, yeah, you know, like, you ain't, be selected, you ain't the bitch. finest nigga in the world, but you got a good ass job, don't you? All right. I look, what's it's okay, secure. We stand for security around here. We we stand we, we, for we, bitch. Mary, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, but seriously, like as I get older now, I I I look at you know where do you want like the questions I ask people now are like, so what do you have planned for the future? You know, what do you want to you know do? Where do you see yourself in five years? And I always go back to like this the situationship that I was in where the person he wasn't a lot of the things that he presented himself to be. And that was fine. I was actually completely fine with that. Um, The thing that made me say, yeah, I can't do this was like, I sat him down. Well, we didn't sit him down. We're talking over the phone. And I was like, you know, if, if, you know, circumstances were no, had no effect on your life. And like, you can literally be and, and, and do and have whatever you want. Like, where would you be in five years? And what did he say? He was twenty eight at the time, and he was like, "Man, five years? No, no." I said, "Where do you want to be when you're thirty five? That's what I said. And he was like, "Man, thirty five? That's like what seven years?" He was like, "I just want to be like, like, I like I just want to be like a manager, and like mm. I want to make like if I oh if I could just make like." 75, 80 thou, I'll be good. Granted, this is Atlanta, so 75, 80 thou get, goes a lot further in Atlanta than it does. That goes, yeah, that goes, that goes far in Atlanta. In most places. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, yeah. I would have like a nice, we'd have like a nice three bedroom house. I would have a husband 
and like we would be like you know working on our first child or maybe even our second child and like as he was talking i was like mm. no i was like ew <laughs> like that's it and i felt yeah i know like that's <laughs> like it. i was just sitting and, and i felt horrible because i was like who the fuck are you to like not think that is enough like what if that's all god has planned for your ass like what if that is you at 35 like like what if i was like who are you to want more but then i was like nah bitch i'm me to want more like fuck you mean like i want more than that for myself like if money was no option and circumstances were no option like where would i be at 35 like i i'm gonna have multiple fucking properties i'm gonna be traveling the world my kids are gonna be able to and like a lot of that stuff can can sound superficial and it can seem rooted in in um you know you know like i said superficial things or you know but for me it's it's more so about access and opportunity and honestly building wealth and and putting yourself in certain circles and certain groups gives you more access like i want someone that wants the same shit i want out of life like i want someone that wants to to say like yo we're 40 we have kids fuck it let's go to paris for three weeks and like put the kids you know, for the summer, and, like, let's put the kids in French classes for those three weeks, and, like, we're just gonna enjoy Paris, like, for three weeks. I want someone that, that's gonna want, like, to say, okay, fuck it, babe, we're gonna, we're gonna go to this restaurant and rack up a bill that's $1,400, and, like, have an amazing time, and treat our friends, or treat our family, and it not be a thing. Like, I want someone that has the same hunger, same drive, the same ambition that I do, because those are the things that I want out of life. Those are things that I feel like I deserve. And honestly, they're the things that I see other people have and they create those things for themselves. So, like, why can't I be audacious enough to want someone that wants the same things? You know what I mean? So, like, as yep. I get older, a lot of the, the superficial things, I used to be like, oh, he got to be tall. He got to, like, have tattoos. He got Like, that used to be me, but, like, now I'm just like, what do you want out of life? Where do you want to be? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, why do you wake up every day? Like, what drives you? What are you really passionate about? Are you working towards the thing that you're passionate about? Like, that's now my focus when I, when I, now that's not everyone I, it's just for the people that I actually want to entertain, the people that I care to entertain, the people that like I could see myself dating. I want to date those kind of people because I don't want to find myself in a situation, ironically, where I've poured so much into someone. And this whole time, it's been overflowing because their cup was not that it wasn't full. It just wasn't made for me. It wasn't big enough. Okay? So. I love that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think, um, I don't, do you have anything else that you want to add in regard to this topic, Malik? No. no? Okay. I feel like we, co- but I feel like we covered right. this topic down. <laughs> I feel like we did. Listen, at the end of the day, you can meet people where they are and still leave them. Mm. Yes, you can. You know, I I met you there. I looked around and I saw that this wasn't where I wanted to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Period. So I rolled up out of right. there. Period. Period. It might have been the destination, but it's not necessarily where I wanted to be. Okay. No. So um, <laughs> that's it for the growing up gay segment. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with you.
Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying the episode thus far. If you don't already, please follow myself and Malik on our personal social medias. You can follow me on Instagram at Vonagram or on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. And you can follow Malik on Instagram at Yo Malik and on Twitter at Yo Malik. Now let's get into the next topic. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the wind down. Um, If this is your first time listening to the show, the wind down is our celebrity and social media based uh, topic. I'm sorry, portion of the show where we cover a myriad of topics um, that are usually on the lighter side of things. um, Just so we can, you know, laugh and have fun. Um, So the first thing that I wanted to start with for the wind down um, was rapper DaBaby. If you um, have listened to Megan the Stallion, shout out to Stallion, we stand. Um, her new album, she has a track uh, featuring the baby called Cash Shit, and the baby is hey, he's been making uh, quite the name for himself, especially like over the past six to eight months. I feel like we've seen, I've seen more of him in the past six to eight months than I have in the past maybe year and a half from when I first heard about him because there's so many rappers with the name Baby. It's like Lil Baby, Da Baby, um Bad, Bad baby. baby, like just all the damn babies. Um but um the baby got into a fight, you know, into the fisticuffs, um with a gentleman <laughs> by the name of Cam Colehart who now Cam Colehart is like an awkward situation because he's like a vlogger slash rapper slash social media person and it can kind of be a little confusing because it's like which which one is which sis like what are you what are you doing um anyway uh the baby and and cam colehart have had beef for quite some time now apparently it stems uh from cam uh, wanting to get on a song with the baby um, something happened there. They're both from, if I believe, South Carolina. Come on. Yeah, I think it's South Carolina they're both from. Um, wherever the Petey Pablo song. Well, the baby is from Idaho, but his origin is Google. Charlotte, North Carolina. Come on, Google. <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah, I want to be clear because I have no, I have no <laughs> clue who this motherfucker is, so I just want it to be pretty. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he kind of became really popular over the past few months because of his, uh, he has a very deep, you know, like a, a deep southern husky man voice. Um, anyway, they got into a they they got into a fight at Louis Vuitton, and the thing that I want to discuss because there was the the reaction to this ranged from beat that nigga ass to ooh that was so sexy. I don't know why, but him beating up that man was so sexy, and I thought it was really interesting, and I I didn't really want to partake in any of the conversations because I don't give a fuck. Well, well, I don't give enough of a fuck, I should say. Um, but I thought it was interesting because every time we see women do anything or get into anything or act in any way, they I feel like they're heavily critiqued, whether it's Megan Thee Stallion and her twerking or it's Cardi B really being about that life. Like when she when she, you know, was trying to take Nikki's head off at, at the um, uh, Harper's Bazaar event. There were mm-hmm. there were weeks of dissertations and podcasts and and you know threads and all these things about her being violent and toxic and da 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 da, um, and then this the baby situation happens and here you have these two black men in a Louis Vuitton store, which you know means it's on a certain side of town. Um, they're both 
well, one's a pseudo rapper and one is a rapper, and like y'all get into this bloody fight. Now the baby beat up. The, oh boy, Cam Colehart claims he got jumped. Which I mean, sis, if you stroll up on a rapper and his bodyguard, did you think you were gonna get a fair one? Exactly. Like, keep that. But I just thought it was interesting how everyone like, and the baby is now now has shirts um, from the incident where he has like the picture of the guy's face. It is just like I feel like everyone's being really hypocrit- uh, hypocritical in regard to it, because no one held him to the flame. L- n- not your your um, your higher ups, because that was one of the things that Cardi I saw got a lot of was you know you're stepping to this you know this lane now you're getting to this level and you're no longer just you know a bird from the Bronx. You can't be can't be fighting. You can't be art. You can't be doing this because you're in mixed company and blah blah blah. blah. And I feel like with this situation, it was like, yeah, he a real nigga. He really about that life. And it was just like, well, which one is it, ladies and gentlemen? Why do certain rules apply for women and not for men? Hmm. I mean, we, we, can, we can ask that question about everything. True. I mean, it's obvious that women aren't treated fairly. We know that. We just look, we, we can look to our government for that. I Hello? mean, look at these... I mean, look at all these rollbacks, you know, in, in, in abortion Child. bans, you know. So, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, it, it's it's really just it, it really just goes to show that there is uh, masculinity, aggressiveness, uh, toxic masculinity is applauded. It is uh, reinforced with people buying T-shirts, with people saying, "Ooh, that is sexy, with people saying, "Ooh, be his right. ass. Um it is reinforced, so it's not going to stop until, until someone says, hey, this is wrong. Right. This is inappropriate. You should not be acting as barbaric as right. this. Um, you know, I mean, until men say it's wrong, it's never going to be wrong. Unfortunately. Uh, uh, unfortunately, because we know that the world is ruled by men um, who want to have control and supremacy. And so... I'm not surprised that that was the reaction mm-hmm. by fans and by people that they lived and got their lives. I do think it's a fucked up double standard, and I mean we we have to we have to call this shit out and say, hey, this is bullshit. Hello, Malik. I'm here. Okay, sorry. It it kind of clip uh, cut out. I yeah, heard it. you were at the. We have to call the. I don't know what you were trying to say. I yeah. So we have to call the bullshit out and just be a lot more honest about it. Like first thing first, you can't be fighting in nobody's store, any store, right. Louis Vuitton or Gap. Hello? Like you shouldn't be fighting in anyone's DTRL space. You know, you know, DT. Carmelo. You shouldn't be fighting anywhere. You like, how the fuck old are right. we? You know, still fighting and, and acting out like, and I love I really and I whack. love a good fight. Like anyone, I'm a bird. Okay, I'm not trying to act any kind of. way. I love a bitch. Good, you are a bird because I, I hate. I love fighting. a good fight. Oh my god, I no, stand. I hate it. I hate jumping. I'm not with that jumping shit. But like, I grew up in South Florida fighting, so I like I love a good fight video. It was just to me, it was just very ironic and very like hypocritical. Like I said earlier, that the energy was just completely different for the baby as opposed to it was for 
and, and as opposed to, as, as it would have been like if that would have been uh, Megan Thee Stallion fighting someone. I just know she would have gotten called all kinds of names for it and told, you know, that's, you need to act X, Y, and Z. So, respectability. Be a lady. Po- right. You know. Respectability politics. Be a lady. Uh, like, just like with, with Cardi, you're not, you're not that girl anymore. You're not in the Bronx right. anymore. Let me tell you something, bitch, I am in the Bronx. <laughs> always in the Bronx. I am. <laughs> always in the Bronx. Don't, you know, we, we gotta stop telling women how to act. Mm. It's really interesting. Today, I saw a post about um, someone said um, Pride Month is coming up. Can you guys please please leave all your kinks and, and BDSM costumes at home? There'll be children at this event. And Girl, like, listen. I, I, fuck I them kids, to, I like, okay? Fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. Bitch, if you want to put on your motherfucking assless chaps, put them on and you march in that motherfucking parade. Right. Let me tell you why. Because at the end of the fucking day, it's enough of being commercial. Enough of being cookie cutter. Enough of trying to appease bitches and protect them from what the fuck is happening out here. That's the problem. We are so busy trying to sugarcoat shit. Let's call a spade a spade. When these niggas out here acting up, call their ass out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Next case. <laughs> speaking of acting up, um, someone that is acting up and probably needs to be snatched up is OJ Simpson. Um, <laughs> OJ Simpson, I, first of all, I thought he was in. Did, when did, wasn't he in jail? I thought he was still in jail. Um, anyway, OJ Simpson has actually come clean. That he slept with Chris Jenner, uh, Jenner uh, back in the early nineties. This is nineteen ninety one. Now, according to OJ, um, this was like I said, nineteen ninety one. So he's not Chloe's daddy. Calm down. Um, now his ex manager claims that OJ said he fucked that bitch until I broke her. Now that's according to the clip that the New York Post has um, that. They apparently had such rough sex that um, Chris Jenner, the Kardashian mother. <laughs> I had to do that. Ooh. I'm sorry. I had to do that. Apparently, Chris Jenner, the Kardashian mother, <laughs> apparently um, had to go to the hospital after their rough um, interaction. Now, this is messy for a a plethora of reasons. One, because they've both denied that anything happened for decades at this point. And two, for you didn't have to put her business all the way out there like that. Like, you could have, I mean, you didn't even have to mention the fact that y'all hooked up. But, like, you could have left it at that if you were going to be messy. But, like, for you to say you broke, quote, unquote, broke her, sir. That's that's some bullshit. And that's what I'm talking about. That barbaric, toxic masculinity right. shit. Like, what kind of shit is it to say? I broke her. And oh then it's super raggedy because his wife at the time, the one that he allegedly murdered, although I think it might have been his son that did it. I don't know. Well, that's another story for another time. She and Chris were like best friends. So if your wife was fucking the gardener and you were fucking Chris Jenner, why was you mad, sis? Like, mm. isn't that apparently what happened? You caught her cheating and she ended up dead. So you were, she pulled a you on you and you had to like rub her, scrub her out the, 
just the, the paint completely is that what happened hmm and also can we, someone needs to i need chris to write a book and yeah, i need her to spill all the tea That'll be That'll a good be book. That'll be a good book. Because she has some tea. Especially that, that like, got, whole... She got Lipton in her whole backyard. Hollywood Hills lifestyle. She has the entire Lipton factory in her back pocket. Like, I, yeah. I, I might need mm-hmm. that. We, we might need that, Chris. We might need that. Um, but we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, some more fuck shit. <laughs> 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 um, Jussie Smollett has had the worst year. Like... <sighs> Not not now. We'll say it's not the worst year ever because he definitely sh- could, maybe should be in jail, and he's not. Um, but apparently, according to new court documents that were released, um, about four hundred or so pages. Now, ain't nobody got time for all that shit. But uh, the cliff notes, the things that are important uh, or pertinent, um, is apparently Jesse was um, b- purchasing cocaine and Molly from the infamous. Uh, Nigerian brothers that uh, allegedly took part in his uh, hoax of an attack in Chicago. Um, according to Daily Mail, uh, he paid them via Venmo. Do you remember the whole situation about him paying them? No, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't hear about a Venmo. I heard the about check, a check, right? So apparently, that's not the only way he paid them. He also Venmoed them uh, for the drugs, and he re- report. Uh, I'm sorry. He called Molly the good pills, and he referred okay. to cocaine as the Whitney. Oh, so classic. Right. So, Mr. Smollett, um, who was 36. This there's 470 pages of this. If y'all really want to get into it, now I don't know who has that much time on their hands. Bitch, I don't have I don't it, either. and I'm never gonna I'm have not gonna it. Have any of it? <laughs> um, so yeah, he was he he was partaking in cocaine, ecstasy, marijuana. Mo- he was on all of the drugs. Damn. Someone cue Carisha. You bitches is on drugs. That <laughs> 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 like he was on everything. He was dibbling and dabbling. He was snorting and and, and inhaling and swallowing and smoking and. Listen, I wow. if we go so mom. I mean, but we we, we kind of said this. We knew he was on drugs, but he he admitted to be to be on Molly though. Well, he admitted that he was on more than Molly apparently. Yeah. So you, you listen. You know, I mean, listen. Empire has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse. I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna stay afloat. I don't honestly. I I I think what he needs to do is he needs to do a sit down. In, well, he can at this point because who's gonna not book even him? not even he, that, but it would go directly against his earlier. See, he fucked himself, and then he fucked himself again, and then he fucked himself again. So he can't unfuck himself three times over. I think that's the issue we have here. So he has to like continue to deny or like walk back everything he said, which might then give the city of the city of I said shitty Lord, the city of Chicago. <laughs> that was no shade to Chicago. He that get, might give the city of Chicago um, rights to be like, oh, you want to admit 
some shit, you know, let we're gonna sue you or we're gonna like try to you know arrest yeah. you. So I don't I don't really know what Je- uh, Jesse can do to fix the situation or what he should be doing. But he might want to go sign, uh, seek a little assistance, you know, because people dibble and dabble, but you were in, in a lot, sir. You were partaking in a lot. Y'all, let's all bow our heads one moment for Brother Jesse. Let's have a quick moment of silence. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you something. Bitch, you are in danger. <laughs> um Jesse, I just I just feel like Jesse is is Jesse was really I feel I felt like a shining star. I felt like he had so much potential. Right. Um you know, so much potential, but I don't know. I blame Frank Gatz. <laughs> you, you, listen, Lee Daniels and Frank both uh I have questions, okay? <laughs> I have questions. I have questions. <laughs> Oh man. Um but let's move on from Mr. Smollett. Um the last thing that we want to touch on is TV news. There is a lot TV going news. on in TV or a lot going to be going on in TV. Um Malik, do you want to so take much over good TV from here? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. So TV news, you guys. Netflix has done it again. Season two of She's Gotta Have It launched last week. And let me tell you something. If you, if you are a Nola Darling fan, how I am a Nola Darling fan, then you already finished the season and you have seen uh, the growth and the beauty that is Nola Darling. I'm not going to give too much of the show away because I want you guys to watch it. Um, but I think She's Gotta Have It, another Spike Lee joint is amazing. And you know, just really quickly, I think what's so great about season one and season two of this show, they could literally cancel it right now and it would be a complete story um, because, the, you know, they really showed the growth of a woman, the growth of a person. And I, 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 I really felt like Nola, season one, she was really defining herself not wholeheartedly by the men that she dated, but those men were trying to define her and box her in and, and tell her who she was and, and, and make them. That's actually very true. You know, like, you know, th- those men were really trying to box her in. And, and, and they so each had their I loved own how image of her that they wanted her absolutely. to fulfill. And she kind of was like, no, it's not. It's yeah. Not me. Yeah. That's not me, yeah. And and I just love how season two, it opens up with everyone at Thanksgiving and they're all gagged like, what's going on? And she's just like, so from episode one at Thanksgiving to episode nine at the end of the season when she talks about um, her best friend confronts her and says, hey, this art that you did is fucked up. And she's like, you know what? Fuck all of that, Mecca. Everything's not going to be beautiful. Everything's not going to be nice. And everything can't make you feel good. Some things are going to be confrontational. Some things are going to be in your face. And that is art. That is storytelling. That's exactly what it is. Every story is not going to be pretty. Right. And so I just, I really loved the fullness um, of the character. I loved how they showed the development in her life. And, and, and um, 
Yeah, so if you're not watching She's Gotta Have It, I I suggest I haven't watched you go look it up. I haven't watched. I was honestly a little skeptical because season one was like a little all over the place for me. And then when I saw the trailer for season two, I was like, I don't really I don't really know because yeah. And it was so funny, I saw <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was like, I just don't get Nola Darling like how do you live in Brooklyn with your own place? You have no job. Your art isn't really selling. Like, how are you affording this lifestyle? There, it was like you're. She's like basically Carrie Bradshaw, but like for niggas. <laughs> and I started laughing, and then I thought to myself, you know, I know a few people in New York that ain't got jobs, but they are just living, and I I don't know how. So maybe they know something I- that Nola knows, and. Well, shit. One the the nigga was paying her bills. Oh, see, there it goes. Yeah, season one, she was sleeping with a married man who was writing her checks. Um, Come on, compensation. You better pay me for my time. You know, you better pay for this pussy. Pussy ain't listen, free. Pussy ain't cheap. Listen, you better pay for this shit. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to be in my, my Nola dog. <laughs> I'm just scared. I'm just really scared to to do what it takes because I'm, so, I'm just so fucking Prideful. hung up on looks. You know, I'm just so hung up on, but they don't look good. Fuck that. Get this money. Listen, <laughs> there's a bag to be got. Okay. There's a there's a bag to be gotten, but but you you just tripping because he ain't got the body or the face. Fuck all that. Money makes everyone look good. <laughs> um, but speaking of looking good and money, my queen, the queen, the queen of song, mother of song, Beyonce. Uh, is uh, Netflix is, is is debuting Carmen J- June first, which is <laughs> so exciting. Carmen, the hip hop opera produced by uh, produced and directed by Robert Townsend in association with MTV Films. Um, Carmen is just a hood classic. A, a bop. <laughs> it's a it's a hood classic. Like the the the, the rapping and the singing. It's just it, it it's comical. Um and uh, it's just a really good movie. I like it, and I can't wait to watch it again. I'm gonna have some friends over and watch it over the weekend because I'm a stan. Um, me personally, let me just say, um, I haven't seen Carmen in since it came out. Um, I haven't seen Carmen since it I came out. I honestly might yeah. just watch it for the if looks could kill, you would be dead part because. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. Because everyone knows sweetness flowing like a faucet, body banging no corset. Brothers want to toss it, but they, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, everyone yeah, knows yeah, that part, yeah. right? So I, I might just watch for the sake of that moment, like that and that alone. Please look up Carmen, you guys. Please watch Carmen. Right. It's 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 gonna be a movie, literally. Um, speaking of things that are coming out, um, Basketball Wives is back with yet again another season. Um, the latest <sighs> trailer for uh, Evelyn, Tammy, and them just hit VH1, and it's quite interesting. Um, and I say quite interesting because why isn't the show canceled? Why? Like, What? Basketball wife had its wives had its had its time, and it's it, this is one of those cases where it is not so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Like, 
I love Evelyn. That's the homie. And I'm definitely going to watch this season and live tweet it. Which is why it's still on because niggas still support it. It's just I don't see the fully see the purpose of it. But I will be tuned in. Yeah. Um you know, Basketball Wives, to me, it does not have the, the Genesis Choir of Housewives. It does not have, it's not in the same pedigree as a Housewives. No, um, bitch, it's, it's just not. And I just think it's time for them to let it go. Um, I'm sick of Tammy and those dry wigs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sick of Evelyn. I'm sick of I'm Jackie. Oh, I'm all, all, all of the ladies to me are just dry. Yeah. They all need some moisture in their lives. Um, some leave-in conditioner. You know, but they, 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 I feel like they all just need a little bit of of um, what's that? Pink <laughs> what's lotion? that leave-in condition? Bitch, they need some of that pink lotion. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they need. <laughs> oh my god! Like for real. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna tune in nonetheless. I- I'm sure I'll see a few episodes right. because um, we love mess. You know, seriously, Evelyn is my favorite. Mine too. Yeah, this is, see, this she, is why we're always friends been my because favorite. Evelyn is yeah, just she, Evelyn Lazada is just that girl. Like she just yeah, she's 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 that she just girl is. for sure. You know what I mean? She just is. She's that girl. Um, yeah. In the last of our TV news, uh, this is just a personal favorite of mine. Now, anyone that watched the magic that is Love After Lockup both seasons knows how amazing that piece of trash television is. Love After Lockup is a show about people that literally find love with inmates and then it follows them on their release into dating these inmates. Some of them have gotten married, gone on to have children, the whole nine yards. Um... And at the end of the last, because the last se- season two was just so good. You had a crackhead. You had a virgin that lost her uh, her virginity to a married man who uh, had a, 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 a wife with a baby on the way um, at Niagara Falls. And, like, you had just so much. Just, you had uh, um, a former Sean John model who married this, this random white lady fresh out of prison and she was like half dyke half not like just there was so much so much <laughs> and they of course they couldn't leave us there so they created a spinoff to keep i guess the sake you know the the, the show is separate um and they now have life after lockup the life after lockup trailer just hit Wee's youtube and it is Again, I cannot wait. I there's shout out to XD and Jade because they put me onto the show, um, and they do the funniest reviews of the show. So if you want to laugh after you binge the or while you binge the show, if you ch- choose to go back and watch, please go find their episodes where they discuss it. Um, it's just it's I cannot wait. It's like the best trash TV moment. Ever, I'm very excited about it. Very. Um. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard about it. Um. You know, would you date a uh, an ex-con? Absolutely. Okay. I would. Okay. A reformed one, yeah. A reformed. Now, ex-con? would I okay. date someone while they're 
in like would I actively pursue an inmate? Absolutely not. I mean, that, 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 that's that, not that's a question. Fool. That's fool's gold. That's a but mess. you know, no. some of the richest people are ex cons. So you know what I mean. Mm. Well, listen, they they are hard workers because they got they got something against them, so they got to work real, real hard. hard. Okay, they just can't get it out the paint like everyone else. So nah. I'm, I would get, I would definitely give an ex con a chance. As long as you're not okay. still actively doing whatever got you to be an ex-con, because there's one thing that Young Vaughn doesn't do, and that is jail. I'm not holding you down, and I'm not finna ride or die. Like I will get out of the car, and you can carry on with your business. But yeah, no, I would date an ex-con. I would. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So... That is it for this week's Growing Up Gay. We hope you guys have enjoyed. As always, please make sure that you reach out to us um, via email. You can reach myself at Vaughn at GrowingUpGay.com. You can reach Malik at Malik at GrowingUpGay.com. Make sure you go to iTunes and rate us five stars. Make sure you share the, the show with your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen. Um, and just thank you all for the continued support. Absolutely. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember to write into our new segment, Spill It. We've had two people write in so far, um, which was awesome. Thank you to the to those pe- to those two people. And uh send us some 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 tea. Yes. Send us some tea so we can sound out. Questions, on it. if you need advice, um, you can do that via DM on Twitter or on Instagram, or you can email us. Like I said, Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com, Malik at GrownUpGay.com, GrownUpGay at gmail.com, or GrownUpGayPodcast at gmail.com. So four different options. Well, really six. Um, But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Holla.